I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, And I'm JT Timmons. And today we are back with another ghost mail. Ghost Woo! mail. You've got ghost mail. Oh yeah, we just finished up a live Q&A with the pair junkies. Yes, it was super, super fun. Um, you know, we're going to start doing those more often and we're going to do some live Estes method um, more often because that was honestly really successful. Uh, yeah, so it was really, really great. Speaking pair junkies let me go ahead and thank a few new ones who decided to join the pair junkie family we have dakota smith thomas putnam kayla shrink alicia richardson Rhonda king josh collins and jade amella thank y'all so much for joining the pair junkie family and we're really excited to have you and we're so excited to see uh the pair junkies growing like like it is you know our patreon is just killing it and we're you know we have more and more people joining the live streams because we live stream almost every week uh you know all of these episodes so yeah um it's really really cool uh maddie let's go ahead and do you have anything you want to say um oh actually i do so I just started selling spell jar jewelry um, online. Yes, you Yay. do not have to be in Savannah anymore to buy my jewelry. Um, so I make these pieces by myself, by my own hands, and I curate all of the herbs specifically to bring different metaphysical properties to the wearer. So I've got like self-love, abundance, anti-anxiety, uh, protection, all the good things. So if you like things like that, you can check it out at countrywitchco.com. Oh, yeah. And follow me on Instagram, too. Brought to you by countrywitch.com. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. All right. And here we go. We got our first ghost mail from Hannah Cornelison. Awesome. Yep, yep. It is titled West Texas Weirds. Wow. The Weird Texans. Weird Texans. West Texas. Yep. All right. Hello. My name is Hannah, and I've been a fan since the beginning of the podcast. Thanks for sticking with us, Hannah. Nice, we really Hannah. we appreciate that. Um, I've been a longtime believer of the paranormal, but never really had it, any experiences. When I was little, my older sister explained to me that there is a veil between our world and the paranormal, and we can choose to keep it strong or weaken it and start to see slash talk to spirits. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. Huh? Fair. Fair. Yeah. 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 I've always been aware about the paranormal, but have kept myself pretty closed off to it because it scares the crap out of me. Recently, my husband and I took a job out in West Texas. We are outside of Picos and close to the Chihuahua Desert. That's a desert I want to go to. How many? <laughs> Does it all have a bunch of little chihuahuas just scrumping around? That would be great. That would be great. That would be great. 
Yeah, we need to make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> just a desert of little angry gremlins. Shaky dogs. Shaky dogs. Shaky dogs, <laughs> yes. At at 50,000 para junkies, we will make a chihuahua rescue desert. <laughs> <laughs> and only <All> chihuahuas. <laughs> all right. We are contracted security guards, so we will fill all sorts of weird jobs. Our current job are security guards for a natural gas refinery that is currently shut down. I bet that's going to be creepy, a shutdown sure. like factory. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, so Max and I trade off 12-hour shifts. Basically, we sit and watch cameras, check building temperatures, and make rounds around the facility every two hours. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Since I am alone and need to fill my day, I have been binging on all your podcasts and paranormal videos, movies, etc. that I have fallen behind on. After a week of being alone and doing nothing but watch people talk about paranormal stuff, I had my first weird thing happen to me. Congratulations. That's how it works. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be how it works. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, two Girls, One Ghost called themselves the most haunted podcast right. in America. Just listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's been, a, they've had a bunch of fans say like, now things are happening to me ever since I started listening to your podcast. Check them out, by the way. We did a collaboration with them. If you're, if you're new here, um, they're great. Awesome. All right. And where was I? After about a week of being alone and doing nothing but watch people talk about paranormal stuff, I had my first weird thing happen to me. It was daytime and I was walking alone on one of my rounds. Suddenly, I heard what sounded like a man screaming out. It was not a scream of pain, but uh, the scream someone might make if they were incredibly angry. Sure. Oh, boy. I barely had time to think about this as my dad called me almost immediately after the scream. I hurried off to a different part of the facility, finished the conversation with my dad, and tried to brush off this experience. Once I was back in the building alone, I started to get more and more creeped out. I know I heard it, but there is literally nothing coming from that direction I heard the scream from. The facility uh, work at... Um, the facility work at I surrounded by the desert. I don't know what she means by that. The closest thing to us. Oh, the facility I work at surrounded by the desert. The closest thing to us is an RV park four miles away. Since working there um, has been one or two times that I felt like someone was watching me from afar. And I quickly put those things aside as I have to walk around alone a lot. There was also once I had the specific feeling that someone was listening to me. I have a tendency to talk out loud to myself pretty much all day. And when I walk around in public, I start to talk as if I uh, see someone because I don't want them to think I'm crazy. Well, that kind of happened here at work. I was talking to myself and had the sudden feeling that someone was around and I should lower my voice. Super weird. But of course, I am the only one who has experienced anything weird. I don't know anything about the area or any lore about the Chihuahua Desert or West Texas. And frankly, I'm not going to do much research while I'm out here alone. But it sure seems like a haunted ass place. I just wanted to know if I'm just freaking myself out since I'm alone 12 hours a day or if there's something creepy I should be aware of. Hope this was enough info. If you have any questions, just let me know. Thank you, Hannah. And she also sent an edit. 
Uh, she, so next email, edit. Uh, didn't know if I wanted to add this because I don't want to freak myself out too much, but I thought y'all would be interested. So we also have cameras around the facility that I watch from my desk. They have this motion sensor thing that makes the icon of a person pop up when there's motion in front of the cameras. Here's the weird thing. It almost always, it's almost always windy here in the desert. Only one camera every re ever really registers the wind and has the person icon up all the time. It is also some of uh, two cameras that I think she meant one it is also one of two cameras that can see the flags, uh, which obviously move all the time. But for some reason, the other camera with the flags doesn't have the icon, uh, even though the cameras see the movement. Also, all the other cameras are in view of grass and some other foliage that you can visibly see move, but the person icon still doesn't show up except every once in a while, the person icon will pop up on different cameras, seem to move from camera to camera as if it was making a circle around the yard. Really weird, but everyone says I'm crazy, it's just the wind. But I'm confused as to why they never seem to register the wind most of the time. Y'all know more about cameras, so maybe you'll have some better insight. I hope I explained this well enough, LOL. And I also hope I'm just freaking myself out and not surrounded by goes hannah there's something behind you turn around you're awful that's just mean <laughs> that's just mean you know it's um i don't know much about the chihuahua desert um but you know deserts are haunted in their own regard because i think we've mentioned this before that they are hearty ghosts if they are able to survive out there um i think maybe doing a little research on like you know what has been in that area before because if something's walking in circles around a yard area i don't know why but the thought of like a prison, prisoner yeah, yeah popped into sure. my head where i was like maybe there was a prison at some point on that land or kind of like a makeshift prison of some sort because you know there have been so many like uh moments in history where people would probably have a reason to make a makeshift oh, sure. holding facility for prisoners or outlaws, you know, things like that. But Well, yeah, and the government hasn't had a, a great history of dealing with indigenous people, and so is there true. is a good chance that there was a type of rounding up and pinning people at some point in order to make way for the, um, you know, um, manifest destiny as it were uh which is also why a lot of deserts are haunted is because as as humans press in and build cities and build things those naturalistic spirits have to go somewhere and they end up in the places where people don't live mm -hmm. you know and so the desert is full of spirits that just don't want to be around people you know they just don't want to be anywhere you know associated with people and so that's a big buildup of energies and resentful energies at that uh, right on the edge and if you're the only outpost you know this one singular thing on the horizon uh that could make uh that could make that place a target for any ill will that a spirit might have um although the uh the angry shouting that's of a weird. spirit kind of stands out in my mind uh which makes me wonder um, I've encountered the story of a man screaming very angrily, uh, 
in connection with a man shooting himself. Uh, and this has been multiple stories of people saying that before someone shoots themselves, they oftentimes will just scream very, very loud before pulling the trigger. Just sort of this psyching themselves up or, or a release of tension or emotion or something. So um, the moment you said that, I wondered if, if it wasn't somebody like right at the brink of, of taking their own life, letting that primal rage scream out uh, to sort of commit to the action. So, um, so yeah, there might be something, something to investigate there as to whether or not, you know, there was tragedy at the plant itself, mm -hmm. you know, uh, before it shut down. Uh, also, if you have electricity running in a plant in the middle of the desert, that's a, that's just a big beacon for mm -hmm. anything nearby to come and, and want to check it out. You know, it's, um, it's interesting that you say that it, after you started like listening to paranormal stuff that you started um, noticing different things. Well, I think there's a reason why people who listen to Two Girls, One Ghost, and sometimes even our podcast, you know, start having paranormal experiences because you're now opening yourself up. Absolutely. To acknowledging the existence of these things. And I feel like people start to have their first experience because before that you might have had doubts of the the paranormal or you just could have been very closed off in general but now that you're hearing all these other people's experiences and things like that it naturally opens your mind up to things kind of taking away some of that armor that closes us off to experiencing anything paranormal and and people are looking for it now yeah, you know like like they will we'll mention the hat man and then they're they'll be like falling asleep and then they'll like open their eye and be like is it is it there mm -hmm. yeah it's for true. sure. But yeah. yeah, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's never out of the question that you might just be psyching yourself out a little bit because oh, sure. people hear things all the time when they're nervous to be in a place that they're by themselves and you're far away from a lot of other people. So of course that can give people anxiety, mm -hmm. but it's also not out of the realm of possibility considering where you are, um, that it is something paranormal as well. So Absolutely. For sure. Hey, y'all. This is Madison. We'll get back into the episode in less than 20 seconds, but I'm really excited to announce that I have opened my own spell jar jewelry company. It's called Country Witch Co., and I custom curate each piece with different herbs that attract metaphysical properties to the wearer. So whether that be self-love, abundance, anti-anxiety, I've got a little bit of something for everyone. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, you can find us at www.countrywitchco.com and enjoy the episode and stay spooky, y'all. Let's uh, move on to the next one. This one comes from one of the OG para junkies, ultra para junkie, Nicole Kingbird. Nice. Ew, ew, ew. Ew, ew, ew. I feel like Guy Fieri announcing people. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> anyway. All right. Three-part ghost story or three strange stories is what okay. it's called. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Part one. When I was little, probably three or four, I had night terrors almost every night. I don't remember this, but my parents tell me I would wake up screaming almost every night. When I was a little older, probably six or seven, I had a reoccurring nightmare that I remember vividly. A very pale-skinned girl with long, dark hair and an expressionless face would crawl out of sewers, toilets, and sinks. I would wake up before she could do anything to me, but I knew she intended to harm me. 
It's like the grudge. Yeah, big yikes. Yep. I was going to say, the, yeah. you know, the Japanese have a yeah. toilet ghost. The Juan. All right, part two. In high school, a friend invited me to go with her to a movie. I had never heard of the movie or seen any trailers, and I didn't know what it was about, but it was called The Ring. Yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> the Ring. I swear the girl from The Ring was the girl from my nightmares. They looked identical, and they were both from The Sewer. I was so freaked out, and I'm even uncomfortable just writing about it now. I even made my husband throw away his DVD copy of The Ring before we moved in together because I couldn't have it in my home. It is available on a streaming service. I will unsubscribe until it's gone. <laughs> oh, wow. That's dedication. Uh, part three. When I was in my 20s, I was hanging out with some friends at my house and we were taking pictures of each other. The next morning when we were going through the photos, we noticed a girl with no expression on her face and long dark hair in one of my photos. Oh boy. Okay. Photo is attached. All right. Okay. Oh yeah. Bring it heat. All right. Again, I was so freaked out. A medicine man came and smudged my home to clear out any spirits. Uh, the medicine man told me that he was able to clear out some spirits, but the girl was part of me, so he couldn't remove her. He told me that spirits must listen to us, so if I tell her she can't show herself anymore, she will let me be. I took his advice, and now I'm in my mid-30s and haven't had any other sign from her since then. But I know she's still there. I can't explain how or why I know. I just do. So what does this all mean? Are, there, are the three parts related? Make it make sense. And... Here is the photo. You'll see it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yep, oh. yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Nope. 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 Oh, oh. my God. Nobody likes it. <laughs> Nobody likes it. <laughs> I, I wonder if there's a way, let me, here, let me have the phone back and I'm going to post this. Y'all, I'm going to post this to Patreon real fast so they can, okay. so the pair yeah. junkies uh, can see it. But y'all go ahead and discuss. We are back. Oh, that's, uh, well, they're, all three are very certainly connected. Absolutely. Um, you know, well, Samara had to come from somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know? it, there's so a long tradition of this specific ghost. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I want to say that we have we've, we've touched upon this before. Okiku? Uh, Okiku. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, um, and uh, even in elements throughout the United States, throughout the world, the long, dark-haired, pale child you know, mm -hmm. ghost is, is rampant. You know, um, and the fact that you had knowledge of it prior to you know uh because i i think that you're now predating even the japanese version of the right. ring ringu uh with your nightmares and with your dreams uh the night terrors night terrors constantly a sign of supernatural turmoil uh, lots of times they are precursors to more developed issues um oftentimes demonic possessions start in night terrors uh especially with such a specific story of such a specific thing 
uh, coming up out of the sewers, coming up out of the toilets, uh, the discarded and wasteful parts of our existence. Uh, that is where dwells the darker entities. So, yeah, uh, I would not suggest that you are um, linking unrelated things you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> because they they seem very uh, tangible to right. link to. You could say, oh, well, that that is the way it goes. Um, the idea of it being connected to you, uh, this will always be a tricky thing. There are a lot of spirits that may be connected to you at any given time in your life. And and the earlier and younger you are, when the attachment happens, the more complex the relationship is. And depending on how you believe, some connections can happen before birth. You know, some connections are about spirits that have, you know, uh, and will always be entangled with you. Um, and what their purpose is and what they want, is it's pretty wide. So... I would not suggest that knowing that it's always there is necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily like, oh no, what am I going to do? Um, but it does uh, it does hearken to the fact that this entity is attached. It, it, it is a part of your development, your spiritual development, your you know your life, and sometimes that's that's what spirits are. They are um, in our lives to help us face something function in a certain way understand the world in a certain way so um so don't despair is i guess what i'm trying to say yeah i mean it's tricky um because you saying that like this has been around since you were a child tells me that you either picked it up very early on in life or you know uh like chris said it's something that's always been with you but it's hard because what can fl- kind of gives me a little uh, pause is the fact that the person you had come in to cleanse spirits out said that they can't detach you from the spirit. Right. So it makes me wonder, I'm like, well, is it a negative attachment, like something that's supposed to, you know, um, kind of constantly drag you down a little bit? Sure. And that's why the attachment is so difficult to get rid of. Um, but the, then there's the flip side where you basically told it, like, you can't show yourself anymore, and it respected that. And that's what's also confusing, solely because of the fact that, you know, clearly it's not powerful enough, and it doesn't have enough free will to um, make decisions without your consent. Right. So it's creepy, it's um, creepy. nonetheless. It's, 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 it's definitely a tricky thing, uh, you know. Um, my... Uh, my sister had a brain tumor, uh, and when uh, when they removed the brain tumor, it turned out to be um, it was like a dermal cyst, but it was all the material of a twin. Oh. You know, I think it had like a, a, a fingernail and some hair, and just like you know, it was definitely the the, the organic. But the, the the supposition was that my sister may have been at one point twins, and then one just absorbed the other. And apparently, that's a, a perfectly normal thing. But the cell package remained and grew in her brain all my sister's life prior to the extraction of the tumor she was a very gifted psychic she just knew things she and a gifted mathematician too she just knew the answers you know she just knew these things 
after the surgery, they all went away. She, she no longer had access to uh, these gifts. You know, they just gone, which was always this interesting thing. It's like, was there something physical inside of her that was causing her to have a, um, a pronounced uh, psychic ability? And maybe there is something physical in you something you absorbed as a child, something that, you know, uh, may have been something that you carry, you know, physically. That as long as, you, as long as it's inside you, it, it, so will this spirit be. Another thing that makes me wonder is if it's almost in the realm of doppelgangers. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, yeah. That it's was like, another thing, yeah. yeah. If you first saw it when you were around the same age as it, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you, you might be dealing with some kind of doppelganger-like Because, you know, with the whole doppelganger thing, wanting to get out and whatnot, um, you know, it makes sense that it would sometimes want to manifest itself showing like that it lives in the sewers or in the place where people don't want it, you know, like it's a discarded entity of sorts. So it makes me wonder if it might be something like that. I'm going to rack my brain for this for a while because it's hard to like give you an exact answer right off the cuff just because that's a very complex story. Um, but I might do some reading into things too of like who the first person was to maybe encounter a Samara type. Sure. Entity well, you know, and I, I, I dare say you're going to, you're going to go back a long ways, you know, mm-hmm. um, because there's, there's, I think a samurai story yeah. that has very similar tones and, uh, and, and things about the, the, the scary child ghost. I think that if you go far enough back, you're going to find that, that the creepy girl ghost is a, a pretty solid you know, entity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Complex story, but very freaky. So, keep us posted. Yes, keep us <laughs> yeah. posted. Because Absolutely. now you brought it up and brought it out. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> may hear from her soon. All right. This one's from Jessalyn Johnson. She said, not a question or ghost story, but y'all got a shout out. She said, hey, y'all, not sure how many of your listeners are familiar uh, with or listen to the Let's Not Mead podcast or Odd Trails, but y'all got a shout out on all Odd Trails in episode number 68, thanks to the Instagram clip of Chris talking about doppelgangers. <laughs> Woo! Uh, anyways, just wanted to let y'all know, just in case no one else does, love the podcast and y'all keep up the great work, Jessalyn or Jesse for short. Oh, yes, great. thank you, Jessalyn. Well, so yeah. I got yeah. this a couple days ago and I actually told uh, Jesse that I would reach out to them, which I did. And then they hit back and we are going to do a collaboration with them. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. So, awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, this is the first they're hearing about it. So <laughs> great. Yeah, I figured I'd just save it for the ghost mail. Right. Uh, but yes, we are we are going to be doing that and they are uh, pretty pretty cool, pretty cool people. Awesome, awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. This one's called Night Terrors, uh, and it is what? Emily Batris. It does come around, it doesn't it? I like, know. Another Night Terrors. Uh, oh, yeah. It's like every time we do a ghost mail, it's like They're all really loosely man. connected. All, yeah. All, oh, yeah. All Night Terrors or whatever. Interesting. All right. Emily uh, says, hey, guys, I have some questions that maybe you can answer for me. I have done my fair share of research in the paranormal world since I was about 10 years old. 
I have always been sensitive to different energies when I walk into rooms. That being said, since I was about six years old, I have always had, uh, I've always had, what in the world was that? Did you hear that? That was my phone. Okay. <laughs> Reading Sorry. scary stories makes you freak out. All Sorry. Right. I'm wearing like 2000 yes. style platform shoes. Yes. So they kind of squeak like that. All right. I have always been sensitive to different energies when I walk into rooms. That being said, I was about six years old. I have, uh, since I was about six years old, I have always had night terrors. I'm 22 years old today. My night terrors have always felt real and to the point where I feel like I'm in another realm. There has never been a night to where I was able to sleep normal. Is that a meaning of anything of the fact that I consistently get night terrors? But the main one I'm concerned about is that two months ago, I dreamed of myself, my fiance, and one of my best friends sitting in a room with a baby. I remember feeling trapped in the room like someone was keeping us hostage. I always remember feeling as if I'm possessed because I was seeing hallucinations in my dream. All of a sudden, I was feeling uneasy as if something was trying to come out of me. Whatever was in me came out and went into the baby. I remember saying, what's going on? Stay away. And the baby forming its face to almost what looked like the screen painting and saying to me, you will see and zap me on the side of my stomach. I woke up to feeling a tingling sensation on the same side I was zapped in my dream. Please respond back on your opinions on this. Emily Botches. Goodness gracious. <sighs> wow. So... A part of me um, feels like less, I mean, a combination of night terrors, but also lucid dreaming. Um, and also dreams have a, a long history, tracked history of uh, representing different things, of your brain kind of working things out, and sometimes it comes through in a very weird way. Um, you know, I've had dreams where I was possessed by something, and what I've found is a lot of times that is an entity trying to give you a message whenever I had those types of dreams. And sometimes it is not a nice entity that is trying to give you that message. Um, I don't know uh, if, I don't know if like uh, what your status is, but are you pregnant is that my was my question. first, have you had a pregnancy scare? Yeah, is because that's what immediately popped in my head when you felt the tingle in your stomach and like having the dream with the baby in it. Um, it makes me wonder if an entity is threatening you because of that, because a lot of times when you are in the process of growing life, you are extra psychically aware of things and you have extra perceived senses because of all of the things that are going on in your body. So, um, interesting it's an interesting story and it's weird that you felt the entity come out of you into a baby that's yeah. what really is that does kind of suggest that you know uh lineage yeah uh dream a dream of lineage um and you know uh, there are people who who believe that that dreams are where we have access 
to other planes of awareness and other planes of existence. It's the, uh, the cushion area between the living and the dead or the living and the other dimensional entities or other dimensional realities out there. And, um, and it's possible that somewhere early in your life or all along your dream door, when you go to sleep and you walk through that door into the dreams, it just happens to open up into a particularly scary dimension, a particularly scary uh, um, alternate place that uh, your subconscious then has to deal with, uh, creating all this anxiety and all this pressure and all this fear and all these things. Um, so night terrors do oftentimes coincide and go hand in hand with paranormal uh, interference in your life. Um, but that specific dream definitely seemed to portend something specific. Mm-hmm. And I immediately thought pregnancy as well, uh, holding a baby, um, and baby speaking to you, that's actually not an abnormal dream. Um, when, uh, and depending on what your belief structure is, some people do believe that, uh, there's an in-between time before you come into this world and that spirit that will become your child is capable of interacting with you and speaking with you. Uh, and there could be, you know, that kind of interaction and that kind of conversation going on. Um, but yeah, that's, it's very loaded, all these incidences that you lined up and, um, and I can see where it would be very disturbing Absolutely. You know, to, to, to wonder if this was something terrible or if it was a manifestation of anxieties or if it was a, you know, um, because sometimes when, especially when we see like friends and family members in a dream, we start to be really aware that am I seeing something that's coming to pass? Am I seeing an interpretation of what's happening now? You know, is this, the, am I being held hostage in my life? Am I being, you know, uh, uh, pinned down in some way that I, I, I consciously don't want to face, but my subconscious is saying, oh, by the way, this is a bad situation. You need to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether we're dealing with, you know, fringe psychology or parapsychology, it's, it's worth musing about, worth really thinking about, you know, what these things, how you feel about them, what, what they seem to be indicating to you? Yeah. I am not an expert on dream um, divination, I guess. You know, it's um, in the way of examining dreams and examining, um, you know, uh, parts of it and what those specific parts are meaning uh, mean. So I would recommend getting a book on dreams and things like that. Uh, there's plenty of them out there. Uh, that'll literally break down every single thing that you could possibly think of. I would imagine that there are online resources too as well. So you can, that's a rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. I would say start there first off um, and see if that can kind of help make sense of certain things. Because I don't know your exact life. uh, Right. That that, that does limit us in, in what we can examine, you know, of like how that might be manifesting in dreams, but you know, um, like dream, 
I guess like I'm trying to think of what the word would be like not necessarily divination but like dream uh, interpretation interpretation that's exactly it okay yeah I would get something on that specifically and see if that kind of helps because sometimes our brains do weird things um, you know like in some of the most common or our ones for dream interpretation are things like your teeth falling out and <laughs> yeah, no, like, you know, like, which, which can mean either you're worried about money or you got to go to the dentist. Right. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it's, um, and sometimes our brains just show very horrifying things and it takes something outside of us to acknowledge that, right. you know, it might yeah. not just be something super scary, right? So. which also might, you know, address your night terrors too, because your brain might've been, have, a long message for you and you, right. and if you and if you do uh, research because if you do research like in the paranormal fields with night terrors you're going to end up with a demon right uh, but if you do uh, a lot of uh, investigation in like you know psychology or you know dream interpretation you might find that there are parallels to the kinds of of threats and feelings and sensations that you get in your dreams that are occurring to you in your life all right. Thank you for that story. And we are moving on to the next one. Uh, Ryan Stotler Oops. wrote us again. Gotta love him. Gotta love her stories. All right. Don't ignore her is what it's called. Oof. Hey, y'all. I'm back, LOL. This will be a short one, but I had to share it because it was just funny. A week or so ago, I was sitting at my table with my nephew eating dinner and listening to the podcast and my mom and nephew uh, just chatting away. So I put my headphones in so I could hear what y'all were saying. I had the uh, volume all the way up and I feel three taps on my side like someone was trying to get my attention. So I pulled my headphones out of my ears. I asked my nephew if he tapped me and he said no. So I asked my mom if she was talking to me and, uh, and her and my uh, nephew said yes, she was. I told them something tapped me. I think it was my friendly neighborhood ghost saying, hey, idiot, your mom's talking to you, so don't ignore her. Ha ha. Uh, thanks, y'all, for reading my stories and I'll be back next week. Stay spooky, y'all. That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. I mean, that is totally the case a lot of times you know sometimes spirits are just witnessing things and they're like hello yeah if they can yeah. uh, interact they will <laughs> yeah exactly um you know like I've talked about that before where I've had spirits on multiple occasions where I'm like or like oh Maggie Hunter actually is a great example of this where the interaction was solely because I was doing something stupid um you know or I yeah, was yeah. forgetful or whatever and Maggie Hunter died at the Gribble House property, which is now a trolley car barn. And basically, every single time, I'd forget my water bottle or my jacket because I put things down and then I forget to grab them at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. You've you told know? you told this one before. Yeah. 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 And uh, I would go to put in the code and lock up, you know, and it wouldn't work until I would hear a little voice in my head being like, you forgot your water bottle. Uh, and so I'd be like, oh, I forgot my water bottle. Go grab it. And now the code works. You know, she was very commonly um, doing things like that. So it's very, it's very likely that that's exactly the kind of same situation where they're just witnessing the situation happen. And they're mm -hmm. like, hello, quit being rude. You know, <laughs> so. right, 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 right. Cool, cool. 
All right. And uh, this is the last one. This is Justine Mason. I don't think Justine has ever uh, written to us before. All right. Seance in your grandparents' basement. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hi, guys. I just discovered you from TikTok. And let me just say the amount of work you guys put into your podcast does not go unnoticed. I love it. Thank you, Justine. That's That's, very sweet. Yeah, seriously. We really appreciate that. Um, Here's the story. At, At a Christmas party when I was younger, my cousins and I decided, hey, let's go to talk to the dead. Oh, yeah. Hey, like you, you know. do. What party, you know, doesn't talk to the dead? <laughs> Absolutely. Boy, was I naive. I've also had this part of me where I can see and feel things others can't. What bad could happen? As we set up the room, candles lit, rosaries in hand, and flashlights within reach. Just in case you, uh, just in case you know, my cousin, or just in case you don't know, uh, my cousin Creighton gave the rules and began calling those on the other side. After five minutes, I looked up and I could see a little girl with long black hair. Uh, she had really small. <laughs> yeah, Samara's just here. I know, right? Chris is like, oh my God. Fine. (laughs) After five minutes, I looked up and I could see a little girl with long black hair. She had really small eyes, but I could not see her mouth. She was wearing a white dress and had a very loosely tied ribbon around her neck. Mm. No one else could see her but me. I quickly looked away, told her goodbye in my head and left the circle. Now here comes the scary part. I still feel and see her to this day. Uh, I've always wondered if I didn't properly close the door, per se, correctly. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) likely. Uh, She's not a nuisance. She does not seem angry, but I feel like I am trapped when she is around. I get high anxiety, start sweating, and get hot like I'm in a crowd. How can I tell her that though I appreciate her presence, uh, she needs to move on? Stay spooky, Justine Hart. So, isn't the there a Japanese spirit like that, like the oni or something like that? Well, oni is a a blanket term for for sure. for demon, um, but there are there absolutely are. Uh, the The interesting thing is, again, it's possible that the girl was following you before before yeah. And the seance gave you, gave her permission to show herself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because a lot of times, ghosts don't know the rules a lot of times. Uh, we, there's a lot going on, that, and we don't either. You know, we don't know conditionally what happens, but we do have certain things yeah. that we kind of come to understand that you can invite these things, that you can open the doors, that you can, you know, uh, um, make room in your life for this to happen. And a seance is a classic one, and and a poorly done seance is 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 rife with issues. I was right. I was gonna I was gonna actually uh, mention uh, something about that. Basically, you know, she said she was younger and, mm. and all of that. I wonder if like 
personally, if I was going to conduct a seance, I would not bring uh, like a rosary or anything like that. Because in my opinion, with me not being like a religious leader or super knowledgeable about that, you're basically taking that rosary, you're putting it at the end of the line, you're throwing it into the veil, right? And right. and and yeah. something is going to, I, I feel like it is more of a uh, lure than <laughs> a uh, anything that'll be defensive because you have to know how to use it to be defensive right. across. Generally, uh, rosaries are, are great protection because they are basically talismans of faith and, and, and if you know what you're doing. But if you're just, you know, it, like if you grab a crucifix off the wall and, and, and try to use it, if your faith isn't there, sure. if it's not a part of your faith or a right. structure of your faith, it's, it's really not going to do much, you know, because it is not the item. It is how you feel about the item. And at a certain age, you're kind of all over the place, you know, unless you were raised like sure. strictly religious and you know what's going on. Um, and there are lots of bizarre rules to like seances that are very arbitrary, but they came about somehow. You know, a little known uh, belief in, in, in a seance is that you have to have equal number um, male-female representation. Uh, People believe that because if you lean it one way or the other, the spiritual energy can fill in the the imbalance, and it can become an imbalanced, you know, situation. Um, there's a lot of beliefs that you know, uh, in a séance, whoever initiates the séance is actually responsible for shutting it down. And if they don't, if they do not shut it down, then the seance is ongoing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that it, it, it doesn't end. You know, the person who opened the door has to be the one to close it. Um, whether that's true or not is anyone's guess. Yeah. You know, whether that's those, them's the rules. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, um, I believe that you answered your own question, how do I tell this spirit this thing? Well, that's what you say. You know, when you feel that oppressive sensation, when you know that the spirit is present, speak to it. Yeah. Speak directly to it because it relies on you for its existence in this world, it sounds like. You know, when a spirit is attached to you, it has to adhere to certain things for fear of losing its connection. Yeah. It's tethered to this world. And so you can you can you can make demands of the spirit because it doesn't want to lose its it's right and privilege to be here. Um, and whatever it's experiencing, and again, we don't know. <laughs> we don't yeah. know why ghosts hang out. We don't understand it. There's a lot of belief that, oh, well, you know, they have to get to the other side or there's, they're looking for the light. Or that's, that, those are good and, and solid observations that people have made over time, but they are still guesses, our best guess. Um, and so it's possible that, you know, this entity needs to learn something specific. And has to experience something specific. And, and it's being given the opportunity by being tethered to you to gain the knowledge it needs. So when you, when you make demands of the spirit, it should adhere. And if it doesn't adhere, then we're not talking about a formerly human spirit. I, I have a really good idea for a TikTok. TikTok, what are things you don't want to do in a seance? <laughs> That's a great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Drinking is probably uh, yeah. on the list. Don't do it drunk. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally bring uh, religious, religious objects if I didn't know how to use them. Sure. That, that would be my number one thing. Yeah. Although, on the flip side, if you do know 
what it is, or if you have a strong faith, you know, having these items nearby certainly can mm-hmm. give you extra strength in, the, in, a, in a spiritual situation because it is a spiritual question. Also, a part of me wonders um, if you ever read the story of the, what was it, the girl with the ribbon? Oh, with the ribbon, ribbon. around her neck. <laughs> and a yellow, green ribbon? It was a green ribbon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a part of me thinks, like, because you were young, and, like, I know that story stuck with me a lot when I was a kid, and sometimes lower residual entities will manifest themselves oh, sure. in ways that they know you're going to recognize. So, because that was such a distinct look of that particular story and so some part i don't know why part of me feels like maybe it was almost like manifesting that oh, right. image was that in scary stories i to believe read i think it was scary dark? stories to tell in the dark to tell in the dark um yeah. and believe it or not that is a an adaptation of an old appalachian mm-hmm. you know ghost story classic you know um the woman with the ribbon around her neck right. uh, who gets married and yeah and so um I just wonder if it's like a lower energy, not necessarily parasitic, but maybe, maybe. Um, type entity where it chose to pick that because it knew that you would recognize or acknowledge right. Small that eyes and no mouth also kind of reckons with an idea that it is forming itself, that mm-hmm. it, isn't, it isn't a human using recognizable things. Right. Um, but at the same time, might be very telling of what it needs to learn know and experience very true so lots of possibilities but yes if it is connected to you in that way it sounds like it needs you, it, your permission yeah to absolutely. Be in your presence so that is the case and you definitely can tell it to get lost if, <laughs> if you want it to but um thank you guys so much for sending in your ghost mail uh lots of night terrors this time night terrors and spooky girls with long black hair yes so um if you have any ghost stories or, you know, experiences that you'd like to share with us, please send it to us on uh, ghost, it's ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. And also for Q&A uh, purposes, if you have any questions you'd like to ask us, you can utilize the Q&A button on our TikTok under Haunted City Podcast. Uh, but with that, thank you guys for listening to this episode. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, And stay spooky, y'all. <laughs>